I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, it's Cheyenne and welcome back. Today I'm sitting down with head coach Tom Hilbert. He is the head women's volleyball coach at Colorado State University. Thanks for joining us. You bet. This should be fun. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. So you just completed your 23rd season with the team, which is so amazing. And you've actually kind of turned this program into a winning program. You've always gone to the NCAA tournament. Can you kind of tell us how your last season went? Well, I thought it was a fantastic year, and it was a it was a peak year in that we had five seniors, and um, three of those seniors had been starting since their freshman year. So, you know, you always look at your career, or I do anyway, in terms of eras, you know, where certain mm-hmm. groups of players move through, and this particular group that moved through was, they were not only good volleyball players, but they were just great, high-character people really one of the most amazing things about them was they were the best academically that we've ever had, not only in volleyball here at Colorado state, but of any team. I mean, they finished with a, a combined average GPA of 3.7, almost 3.8. Wow. So that is an incredible class of players. And, um, you know, you, you just don't see that very often. And uh, it, it's, it's really, it, they were really special. Yeah. Can you kind of tell us more about how you've created that culture of how they're awesome on and off the court? I mean, that's really awesome. Well, I believe that um, your job as a coach, especially in a sport like volleyball, where you're trying to grow it, we're always trying to add value to Colorado State University and Colorado State Athletics. And you do that by engaging your community. That's just as important as winning a game. And as it turns out, if you do that well over a long period of time, you develop a big fan base, which is another you know, signature part of our program is that we are always in the top 10 in attendance in the United States. And you know, our home match environments are really fun. And that helps us, on the other hand, that helps us win games. And so um, that's really been an important part of this program is we get our players out in the community. We get them out in the university community. We, uh, we really want them to be good citizens of Fort Collins and, and um, you know, that they become little mini celebrities. (laughs) Yeah, that's so awesome. I think that the home court advantage definitely plays a big part, but also just having that fan base. It's always so fun when you're really connected to the community that you're playing with. I love that. Yep. How did you get into volleyball? Well, when I grew up in the 70s and 80s, boys' high school volleyball was actually a sport in the state of Oklahoma. Um, And I got involved in a club run by a gentleman named Jess Cooper, who was a great leader in volleyball in the state of Oklahoma, and and got associated with a lot of really good male players around the state. And so... I graduated high school. We had, we had a couple of good years in high school, and then we, I played club, went to nationals, um, was really turned, turned positively about the sport. And I had played other sports, but this one was just different. It was, I was 
seemed to take to it. I was better at it. So I was a setter and I went to the University of Oklahoma. And at the time, the University of Oklahoma did not have a men's club volleyball team. And so I went into the rec sports department and said, I'd like to start one. So I started the University of Oklahoma men's volleyball club. And um, through the course of doing that, got to know the, the women's coach at the University of Oklahoma. I started a with I started a girls volleyball club in Oklahoma, and I believe may have been the first one ever. So I just sort of networked and got to know people. And then um, in 1984, I was about ready to graduate from college. It was one semester away. And um, the University of Oklahoma men's coach lost his assistant and with three weeks till the season started. So we both agreed that I would come in and be an interim assistant for that season. And then he'd open the position up at the end of the season. So I did that and uh, enjoyed it really helped him to, to promote the volleyball program at Oklahoma and try to get people to come to matches. And um, he liked what I was doing. So he said, stay on and keep working with me. So I, I was interviewing for other jobs that all would have paid more than being an assistant volleyball coach. But I just decided to do it because I, it was a passion of mine. I said, I, I told my dad, I'm going to do this for three or four years just because it's maybe my only chance to ever do something like this. Well, now I've been doing it for 31, 32 years. Wow. Um, well, I was a head coach for 30, so 30, actually more than that. I've been a head coach for 31 years, and I've been coaching for about 36 years. Wow. And I'd say you're pretty good at it. I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame. You keep, you're always winning like the coach of the year for the Mountain West. You won it last year. I, I would say you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> well, you know, we've had a lot of success and, and winning gets you a lot of accolades. And I, you know, I, I don't look at my career in that way. You know, to me, it's like people ask about things like streaks and that kind of stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, look, I, I just do it one year at a time. Yeah. And, you know, streaks and records and stuff like that. Those are things that I think should be examined when you're finished. Yeah. Um, and I'm not finished. Yeah, that's right. What would you say kind of just like helps shape your culture? I know you kind of talked more about having the hometown, but also like what else do you instill in your players when they're on the court to help them in the practice? Well, you know, there are a lot of things we, we try to develop and shape our culture through, you know, our players interacting mm -hmm. through that process. It's not just about what coaches tell them to do and how we ask them to behave. It becomes a situation where they talk about the standards they would like to have. You know, what do they want our team to be about? Um, and we, we do these core value development exercises. We do it every probably two to three years where they talk about what are the values and what are the, the um, non-negotiable behaviors that we want to have as a volleyball team. And we talk a lot about leadership and developing trust because that becomes really important, you know, um, mm -hmm. in sports, developing trust is not, does not occur on the court. It occurs in life and yeah. in interactions between people and with support. And if you don't trust your teammate, you're not going to allow them to lead you. You're not going to allow them to hold you accountable. 
And so developing trust is a big part of it too. I love that. I feel like when you have trust with the people, not even like on the court, but the people that just are close to you and it really helps when you're playing with them. I really like that. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. If you're an athlete wanting to play for a team in a university or in a college setting, what would your advice be to them? Well, first of all, my advice would be that college athletics through the recruiting process gets a certain amount of shininess to it. And, you know, people grow up in club volleyball and they, they, you know, it's a very expensive thing and their Mm -hmm. parents are generally paying for them to do it. And, you know, they're, they're going to these big tournaments and when they go make that move into college volleyball, it becomes very difficult. It becomes a lot like a job and it is a challenging, challenging experience. And it can be a very meaningful experience, but only if they accept the fact that it's difficult. And what we see too often is players go through the recruiting process and they go to a place and they think, Oh, this, this is going to be so wonderful. They're going to give me all this gear and we're going to do all these fantastic fun things and travel and then they realize it's a grind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very difficult and they have to go to work every day and it doesn't always go well. Not every day is a great day. And they have to be able to make it through that and understand that the, the difficulty of it is part of what makes it so great. And, you know, that's a hard thing to accept because a lot of times they've never been asked to do anything that really challenges them and push them out of their comfort zone. And college athletics certainly does. Yeah, for sure. I think it's important for anybody who's wanting to play on to the next level. Like they have to keep that in mind. Like, yeah, there's cool things that come about it, but it's a grind. Like you just said, it it, it really is. Yeah. So we are a travel company, so I always love to ask, what are some of your most favorite travel memories that you have? I know you've kind of coached internationally a little bit, taking some teams. Can you kind of tell us about some of those experiences? Yeah, well, in general, I think that, you know, sport is something that connects us all throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite travel moments that I've experienced in my life have all had to do with volleyball. Um, I've taken my team on a number of foreign tours and I've also done some other tours. Um, and, and, you know, it's always, it's, it's exciting to go see new places and eat the food and be part of the culture. It's really exciting when you get to interact with volleyball people in these other countries. Right. And so my favorite trip that I've ever taken would be, um, back in 2005, um, I, went on a trip where we took two teams where we toured um, the rural areas outside of Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. And, you know, Argentina is a a great place. Um, I've been to some other wonderful countries too, but what was so great about this was we were, it was two American teams and two Argentinian teams and we were on a tour and in every stop, we went to these small towns and they packed these gymnasiums with people and it was a big deal. And they, they cheered and they really cheered the Argentinian teams. And then after the matches, we would go out and have dinner and until one or two in the morning um, with, the, with the players and the coaches from 
from these Argentinian teams. And then we'd sleep in, get up, get on a bus and go to the next place. And just the cultural elements involved in that, getting to know the Argentinians, seeing the countryside, seeing what the small towns are like. That to me was one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done in the sport. And it was really a connection between all of the players and all the coaches, because we all shared this one thing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll never forget that. Yeah. What a you like, what a unique experience. Not a lot of people probably even get to do that. Like, I mean, even with foreign tours, it's kind of a little bit different. So that was really cool mm-hmm. that you're able to take a couple of teams and just kind of tour more of like off the beaten path a little bit, I would say. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. What are some places you've been on your foreign tours? Um, let's see. I can tell you we've been to Italy a number of times, Croatia, Slovenia, uh, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Amsterdam, France, uh, Germany. I think that covers it. Wow. It seems like you've kind of been all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I've taken this team here at Colorado State. We've gone five times. Uh-huh. So... Um, and the sixth will be not this summer, but next summer. And I'm in it. Those experiences for our players are always, they always point them out as one of the highlights of their college athletics career. Yeah. I feel like it probably just gives them a whole different little bit of a insight into worlds that they didn't even know probably existed, especially when they Mm -hmm. travel and play against people in other countries. I mean, volleyball is different everywhere you go a little bit, you know? Yeah. How cool. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Well, that's, I would say that one thing no one knows about me I could share. I grew up in a household where everyone in my house, in my family were musicians except me. <laughs> and so I was exposed <laughs> to music and really and my dad and mom both were jazz musicians. I love jazz still. And, uh, but I don't play an instrument, but I absolutely love music. Mm-hmm. How cool. I know I'm always, my mom and my sister are very artistic and musician and they're just very good at that kind of stuff. And I love the music, but I don't play anything either. Mm-hmm. What is your next adventure? Like, what are you most excited about this upcoming season? Well, you know, this upcoming season is a complete rebuild. And, um, you know, you lose five starters who have had the impact that these Mm -hmm. kids just did. Um, We come back with a team that is, you know, talented but not mature. And we have to teach them to be better volleyball players. And it's it's already started with us. And, you know, you have to work every day to try to make little – take little baby steps in order to make people better. And Mm – you know, that's an exciting thing to, to do, uh, although there'll be growing pains through it. And I think, you know, the, the, the fans of Colorado State Volleyball and the people in this community have a high expectation for us, and rightly so. Um, but it's going to be very, very difficult to meet that expectation every single day because we're going to be very young. Yeah, and you have how many returning, or not returning, but new ones? You have eight new players coming in, you said? Eight new players coming in, yes, five on scholarship. Wow. So, yeah, that kind of is like a whole new team in a sense, especially when you lose a lot of your veteran players as they graduate. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for joining us. We wish you and your team the best of luck as you're preparing for your upcoming season. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.